Old Testament King Solomon describes children as arrows in the hand of a warrior. And if you are a parent, you are that warrior, raising your kids to live lives that are on target for making a difference in this world. But it's not easy to be a parent these days. We live in a time where the target is ever-changing, leaving most of us as parents feeling confused and inadequate. Today, we're, we're raising kids in the middle of an angry, polarized culture where kids are suffering from mental distress at levels never known before, where anything goes when it comes to sexuality, where so many of our kids are growing up indoors, attached to their screens like their umbilical cords. How do we raise kids who hit the target and live well? And, and what target should we be aiming for? And like, how do we get there? What do healthy, whole, spiritually deep kids look like? I want to invite you back to Fort City starting January 15th. We're going we're to take five weeks to explore these questions. And this isn't just for parents, but for anyone looking to get their lives back on target, living lives on a rock-solid foundation that brings purpose, a joy, and stability to our lives. That's arrows living towards the target starting January 15th. And parent or not, you need this grounding foundational message series. So yeah, would you make it a priority? I really believe you won't regret it. Okay, now that I've given you my promo for my next message series, which, by the way, I am really pumped for, let me say this. This Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is my favorite service. Christmas Eve, where we acknowledge that God broke into the darkness of our world with the healing light of Jesus. Where we worship the one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts. Where we praise the one who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. Friends, he is God in the fury. He is God in the silence. Have you experienced him this past year? Felt his loving touch, his, his healing embrace? Have you felt him in the fury or in the silence? Like, really, how has your year been? Coming out of the pandemic with sickness still all around us, where inflation is taking its toll, and depending on where you work, maybe you're not feeling secure about your job. Or maybe a, a relationship just crashed and you're torn apart. A, a kid you love is pushing back big time on your attempts to love. Maybe there's an addiction that you just can't quite shake. The message of Christmas, the message of the Christian faith, is that God is alive and well, that, that Jesus, born a baby in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, is alive and well, and he wants to walk with you in the fury, and he wants to walk with you in the silence where all you are experiencing is darkness. Friends, God is in the fury. God is in the silence. I've been thinking about my experience with God in the fury in the last few months. Before I leap into that story, let me back up to our last Christmas Eve services. I got an email after our last Christmas Eve services that was a good reminder of the diverse crowd and diverse values that can be found even in a city like Fort McMurray. It was a letter critical of my continual use of hunting and gun stories in my Christmas Eve messages year after year after year, and I do kind of do that. I've almost made it a Christmas tradition, kind of like needing to watch Die Hard movies as a Christmas movie every year. Anyways, in light of the criticism I got last year, I wasn't going to do a hunting story this year. 
but something happened and, and I got to tell the story and, and I got a picture that goes with it. I don't think it's too offensive. I mean, it could be, but I just think it's funny. But you're, you're, you're free to judge my sense of humor. The story fits with our theme, God and the fury, God and the silence. Bear with me if it doesn't work for you. It, it just might work for the person next to you. On the first day of my deer hunt this year, I and a friend started out in the morning heading for a spot where we were planning to uh, set up for, for the day, or at least the morning. As I was following him in my quad, I made a sudden impulsive decision to cut through some thick bush uh, over to a road uh, that I knew was a little wider, I could see a little better. It was on this farm lease on Crown Land. What I didn't see from the direction that I was coming through with all of the bush that was in front of me was one strand of barbed wire that had been put up to move cattle down this road to, to trucks to be loaded as, you know, to turn them into free range uh, meat, beef for you and me. You could see that wire really well from the road that I wanted to be on, just not through the thick bush. Suddenly, I hit that wire hard on my upper chest, and the next thing I remember is I'm flat on my back, halfway across the road I was looking to get to with my quad right there in front of me. Don't worry, my quad was just fine, not a scratch. Me, on the other hand, good news, I didn't break any bones, but I, I managed to give myself a decent concussion. Uh, I twisted and contorted my muscles from hips to my neck, back and front, in ways that they certainly didn't appreciate. I was wearing a helmet, but more of a World War II style helmet with a strap under my chin, and that strap created blunt force trauma on my voice box. I've only started to preach again uh, last Sunday after just under two months of taking it easy with my vocal cords, so if I sound a bit rough or scratchy, that's why. Oh, and I need to make sure that my doctor is not here. Dr. Helen, are you here? Did you sleep in? Oh, good, no, because... You see, she's not sure that I'm ready to speak yet and did suggest that she might come to one of our Christmas Eve services to hear Lucas preach. So I got a second opinion from my daughter, who's a pre pediatric ER doctor in Hamilton, to say that maybe she would only give me a maybe it was okay. And my daughter is my daughter, so she understands my intense drive to be in the pulpit. So yeah, she might have given in a bit. But yeah, thank you to my daughter and thank you to Dr. Helen. You guys have been awesome. Anyways... I do have a hunting picture for you. It describes what happened with my hunting this year. As you can see, I've been inducted into a member into, well, you can see it on the screen there. Now, I do need to admit, I, I did harvest a grouse this year. I have a picture of it too, it's very beautiful. But I'll leave that to your imagination, or you can friend me on Facebook to see that and much more. Okay, let me get back on track here. If you are a follower of Jesus, or maybe you've pondered what it would mean to follow Jesus, or you're, you're just open to Jesus, when you get into a fury of an accident that reconfigures the next couple of months of your life, you, you do tend to ask, where was God in the accident? Like God, you know you could have prevented that, so why didn't you? Heck, if I just turned 30 meters further on, I would have missed the wire. Had I turned 30 meters earlier, there would have been two wires, a full-fledged fence, and I'm not sure what that would have meant. If my quad had been decked out with a back seat, or if my quad had a windshield, the wire would have likely hit me in a much more dangerous spot, and it could have been much worse, even fatal. So where was God? Well, in the fury of driving into that wire, getting knocked out, just knocked down flat by the wire, and then traveling right under the wire until I got ejected off my quad, 
God was with me through every moment of the fury. And then when I came to, because I'd been out cold, when I came to and found myself in utter silence, my buddies long gone and unaware of the accident, thinking that I was probably chasing a deer somewhere, as my body began to throb, God was there in the throbbing silence. Hey, I'm getting better, and praise God, I get to speak to you on this Christmas Eve, that through it all, God is good. In the fury, in the silence, our God is good. Let me read to you how the Apostle Matthew writes about the Christmas story, and see if you can see the fury and some silence in this story. This is found in the first chapter of Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So this news created a little bit of fury. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. He is with us in the terrifying fury, and he is with us in the lonely dark of silence. He is with us in the fury. He is with us in the silence. Those of you who know God personally and friends, our God is Emmanuel. He can be known personally. But sometimes, even with God in our lives, fury erupts and our lives become a mess. I had plans. God, this just doesn't fit my plans. This doesn't make sense. Divorce. I mean, nobody plans for a divorce. No, the plan is to find someone awesome, maybe get engaged, married. I'm, I'm thinking of kids sometimes. God, why is this happening to me? I mean, where does this fit? I, I just don't know where to put this, and I, I don't want it to be a part of my life. Or all of a sudden, you lose a job, and you were in the middle of gunning for a promotion, Losing that job came right out of the blue. You didn't think you'd be the one cut. You thought you were the person whose job was secure. And now you're without a job. And you're going, God, this wasn't in the plan. This just doesn't make sense. And if there's a God out there, why do you let junk like this happen? Or someone you know and love gets sick, real sick, or, or they're in pain, emotional pain, physical pain, sometimes both. And you feel so deeply for them in their pain. You, you so desperately want to make it all better because there's something in you that goes, this just really sucks. And then this painful, uh, excruciating experience of fury turns into deafening silence. You're feeling lost, confused, you're all alone. Friends, if you would be open to the gift of Christmas, if you would welcome Jesus into your life, he will be with you in the fury. He will be with you in the silence. He will be with you between it all. Let's go back to that part of the Christmas story that we just read from Matthew. Did you catch what Matthew told us about Mary's fiancé, Joseph? Well, when Joseph found out that the girl that he was pledged to marry was pregnant and, and he knew it wasn't him, he was devastated. 
His life became a whirlwind of fury. Joseph felt betrayed. He felt lied to. He felt like a fool. He felt cheated on. He, he felt embarrassed. He didn't know what to say to his friends. My girlfriend, my, my fiance is pregnant and I know it's not me. She claims God, the Holy Spirit, came upon her. So Matthew tells us that he decides to break off the engagement quietly. He's, he's not going to make a big deal of this. He does this so that Mary is not disgraced publicly. Friends, Joseph is a good man. But right now, the world as he had it all planned out is just falling apart. He doesn't see God in this fury. He's just hurt and brokenhearted. Now Joseph's all along. His mind is still racing, but surrounded by silence. Matthew tells us he's considering all this, and alone with his thoughts, an angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream. And that angel tells him to not be afraid to take Mary as his wife, that indeed the child she is carrying is the Son of God, that his name shall be Jesus because he will be the Savior of the world. And in the silence, Joseph discovers that God is actually with him. And not only with them in the silence, but that in fact he had been with him in the fury of that announcement from Mary. You know, sometimes we just got to really get away and feel the pain and silence before we can experience the healing presence of God, before we can experience God's peace. The story of Christmas, including the story of Joseph, tells us that in those times when the stresses of our life, you know, our feels, our failures, our struggles, our worries, where we think that God just can't be near, or if he is, he doesn't care. The reality is God is right there with us. He is with us in the fury, he is with us in the silence, and he is with us in the in-between. And God, as he is with us, he leans into our mess and hurt, and he is always available, friends, always our God came into the world that first Christmas so that he could be with us, do life with us, walk with us in the fury and in the silence and everything else. And he invites us to open our lives to him like Joseph did so that you and I could experience the life-giving power of God with us. So will you let God lean into your life in the fury and in the silence and even in the in-between? That's the message of Christmas the message of God with us. So my prayer for all of you, my Christmas prayer for you, is that you would know our God who wants to do life with you and wants to empower you to live well in the fury and the silence and everything else. I mean, what an awesome way to not just spend the rest of this year, but all of 2023 knowing that God is with you. In a moment. I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to ask you to do something that if it strikes you as weird, don't do it. If you don't believe any of this, don't do it. We will not think any of the less of you. But I'm going to ask you to put your hands out in a posture of humble receiving. And I'm going to pray for you and then pray a blessing over you. So would you please stand and if you're comfortable to do this and want to freshly connect with God, please put your hands out as I pray. God with our hands out this Christmas. Would you come, come and tangibly presence yourself in the life of every person whose heart is open to you right now. 
God, would you move in our lives and remind us how good you are, that you are with us. And God, by a work of your spirit, don't allow fear and failure and worry and struggles to separate us from your love. May we know this week, may we know next year that you are with us in the fury, in the silence, and in the middle of everything else. And friends, may the Lord Jesus lead you and bless you. May he make his face shine upon you and shower you with peace. Amen.